Hello and welcome back to Verse the Podcast. My name is Toby Daniels, the Superman with Slim Muscles and No Cape. Today we'll be talking about fear. Now this is a topic I've spoken about before and um, it just so happens that I need to hear this again. So I'm talking about this again to people like myself who need to hear this also. Today we'll be calling it the fear override because that is something that we need to check we need to check fear. Now, fear somehow resides in our heart a lot of times. And um, it seems like we're helpless in those situations. But we shouldn't be. We shouldn't be. Toby, take your own advice. Toby, take your own advice. <laughs> I'm definitely going to listen to this podcast again and take my own advice. But until then, let's just move on, right? So let's get right into it. The fear override. Fear is such an interesting word and oftentimes when people talk about fear, they want to talk about fear in relation to faith. Now, I cannot categorically tell you that both of them are opposites. I cannot say that, but I do know that both of them have the same root and um, can be traced to the same line of actions. Now, stay with me, right? I've realized that um, as a growing young man, (laughs) I have quite a lot of fears. I have quite a lot of concerns. I have quite a lot of, you know, man, so much stuff to think about, so much stuff to trash out. And sometimes I don't even have the right words to communicate this to people. I don't know how to rightly, you know, talk about this sometimes because I understand it. It's it's almost existential, but there is no way to articulate it. But anyways, I do have fears, right? I do have a lot of that. And also, I like to believe that I do have faith. Um, but sometimes I question the, the level of faith that I have and the level of fear that I have. And over time, this has led me into some form of introspection we have realized that um, there is indeed a pattern that all of this, you know, follow. And um, having that self-conversation with myself, I've been able to stumble on quite a number of things. And sometimes, to be to be honest, I forget these things, right? Don't don't forget. I I already said I spoke about this before to a group of people. Um, I mean, I lead a Bible study group and. We spoke about this before, some time ago. This was sometime last year. It was a powerful message. I know, right? But right now, it seems like I need to be reminded about it because I need that message right now. And um, back to what I was trying to say. Having that self-conversation with myself has led me to stumble on many things. And um, I'm trying to decipher my own mind. I'm trying to, you know, get back to the root of the problem. I'm trying to get back to the root of everything. And this is very important for every one of us to do because oftentimes we will forget where we're coming from. We will forget the level of faith that we have. We will forget the battles that we've won. We will forget all of that and we'll find ourselves fighting all over again. But the interesting thing is all we have to do is to be reminded of the of the victory that we have of the person that we are of the consciousness that we have now you all know that i'm all about the christ consciousness right 
so we're coming to that and that it is in that that this is rooted right so clear your mind and come back home right <laughs> that's where we're picking it from so like i said i've been dealing with quite a lot and um i realized that i had a lot of fear or i still have a lot of fear deep within me to be honest that i'm trying to fight and um i've been able to pinpoint some particular um elements in this <laughs> journey of mine and i've realized that fear and faith are not necessarily opposite but they are rooted in the same elements and if i want to put this element in in the in a hierarchy i would say that consideration comes first you know then reverence and then trust now don't be confused you might be like how does consideration reverence and trust apply to fear and faith stay with me and forgive me for my choice of words but these these are the words that i could come up with to explain this right so i do believe that in our life's journey we are encumbered with so much information a lot of times in fact it's it's an information overload a lot of times and when we get this overload we get we get you know tired as a result of the overload and sometimes we don't rightly consider some information and so they either lead to fear or faith because there's just so much coming in sometimes we don't have the capacity to see this information as they come in right but the interesting thing is even as they come in we have the power to rightly judge those information to rightly consider those information and sadly this word that we live in almost is a pot of beans <laughs> there's so much going on at the same time that if we're not careful we'll not be able to rightly consider some information we just you know keep soaking in the information and we as humans we're like sponges we just soak in everything and we do not know that everything we're soaking in is going into our subconscious and it's 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 part of the formative process of our being you know in every instant in every moment in every place you know whatever so let's deal with the first element right which is consideration now this is very important because when you get the information overload consideration happens whether you like it or not it's an automatic process your mind begins to consider every information that it has come face to face with and in that moment you have to judge what information is true and what information is false what information you want to go with what information you do not want to go with now interestingly there is the universal truth there is the primordial divine truth you know which is christ but i'm not going deep into that but i want to talk about the element of our mind because oftentimes we do not realize that we have a courtroom in our minds 
and when we get information we have to judge whether this information is true or false now the fact that information is universally or divinely true does not mean that your mind is in the correct position to judge it as true because oftentimes your mind might be clouded by you know so many things by forces that are untrue and so when you see true information you might wrongly judge it as false but that's just by the way right so i'm trying to tell you that sometimes your mind is not in the best shape to know what is true and what is not right so in the process of consideration which happens automatically if you do not have the right tools to decipher which information is true and which is not you are in big soup and I am talking from experience because I have been there, done that, and I have my scars to tell the story, right? So when that happens, we need to question ourselves. We need to be very, very objective. And more than being objective, we need to be sure of our stance. We need to be sure of our stance. Now, I cannot explain the conscience so much because sometimes the conscience is seared but there is an inner witness that lets us know when an information is you know in a gray area we we can almost tell even for people whose conscience you know might have been seared or something they still know they still know they have a tingling sensation somewhere that this doesn't feel right right and that, I can tell you, is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the witness of man. The Holy Spirit is the divine witness that tells us that something is borderline, you know, good, borderline bad, or it's just not right for us, right? So when we have that information overload, the Holy Spirit is always there to let us know this is false. Even times when we're not sure if something is false or true, the Holy Spirit leads us into study, leads us into wisdom, leads us in the way of knowledge to know what is right and what is wrong. That's why the Holy Spirit is a teacher, right? So, we need to have the Holy Spirit to rightly consider information. It is very, very important. It is very, very important that we have the Holy Spirit to rightly consider information. Because if we don't, remember what I said about life being a pot of beans? Well, imagine that with stones and crabs in it. That's what it is, right? And that's not easy in the mouth. Anyways, back to what I was trying to say. Very, very important. Now, some of us are already in the way of Christ. Some of us are followers of Christ, being discipled. But sometimes we forget to involve the Holy Spirit in our consideration. And so we just consider without the help of the Holy Spirit. And then we get into trouble. You know, life becomes messy and all of that. Right? When information comes like that, we should not be so, so self-dependent. Or is it, is it self-dependent? Is that the word? Yeah. We should not be self-dependent that we just think we can figure out life by ourselves. It doesn't work that way because this life is this life is too complicated. It's too complex. We need help. We really need help to rightly decipher what is true and what is not. So when those fears, when those concerns come roaring in your ears, when they when they come like that, you need 
a reminder. You need a teacher to tell you, no, this is what this is. This is what this is not. It's very, very important. Because at that point of consideration, where we judge, when we judge wrongly or rightly, reverence come into play. I'm not sure I spoke that English correctly. Reverence comes, reverence comes. Anyway, you get the point, right? At that point, reverence is at play. Now, reverence in this sense is not necessarily positive or negative. It just means that you're ascribing a level of attention. Let me just call it worship because that's what it is, right? You're ascribing a level of attention to that thing. So, when you've considered, be by the help of the Holy Spirit or not, now you're ascribing reverence to that thing. Now, the reverence you're ascribing is attention, is permission, is acceptance, is worship, right? And depending on what you've decided, if this is true or false, you now revere that. There is a wiring that is going on, there's a coding that is going on in your mind, in your subconscious which you might not be aware about, but it's happening. And when that begins to happen, you are revering that stance that you've chosen. And over time, that leads to trust. Now, trust in this sense also is neither negative or positive. It just means that somewhere in your mind, you've sealed that reverence with a belief system. You've sealed that reverence with with a a notion, a conceived notion, a fully formed idea. And at that point in time, it's almost difficult to convince you otherwise. Because to convince you otherwise means another information has to be tabled before you. You have to go consider again, go through the process of reverence again up till you come to that point. So it's like, it's like, having a counter courtroom hearing that's what it is because your mind is like a courtroom so you have to table another evidence to be considered to be revered and to ultimately trust before you you know uh what's the word now before you usurp the belief you had before So it's very, very important that we know this because this is how we form life on a daily basis. This is how we live our life on a daily basis. This is the engine room of the issues of our lives. This is it. This is it. So whether it's fear or it's faith that you're feeding, this is how it is happening daily. This is how it's happening daily. So my question to you now is, what information are you being overloaded with? What information are you digesting? What information are you taking into your subconscious or your your conscious mind? What are you giving attention to? What are you revering? What do you trust? What do you believe in? These are questions that you must ask yourself. 
These are questions that I have had to ask myself. So this life that we've been called to live, it's one of judging, right? We're judging daily. Our minds are like courtrooms and we're judging the evidences daily, daily, daily. And this is why I say that you cannot do this without the help of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the light that you see by. The Holy Spirit is one who, who puts light on that evidence you're, you're considering, you know. A picture just flashed in my mind right now. You know how they use, um, is it UV light or what they call that stuff? That blue light, you know, that um, um, forensics use for, is it other forensics? I'm not sure I'm saying the right word. But anyways, those people use um, detectives. <laughs> they use this blue light to check for like crime scenes and all that. Things that are hidden beneath the surface, you know, that blue light reveals. It reveals fingerprints. It reveals, it reveals like maybe dried up liquid or something that's 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 easily missed, right? That's how the Holy Spirit helps us to like consider information. So there's some information that look harmless on the surface, but deep within, the details are very deadly. But the Holy Spirit will shine light on them, and you will understand them better. And then you rightly consider because now you know the truth. So imagine not doing life without the Holy Spirit. Now the Holy Spirit is within us. This is why Jesus came so that we might have life in abundance. And how do we have life in abundance? It's by having the Holy Spirit. It's by having the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ said that this is eternal life to know God. How do we know God? By the help of the Holy Spirit. It's the one who teaches us. It's the one who reveals the heart of the Father. It's the one who searches the mind of the Father. So indirectly, when we consider life with the help of the Holy Spirit, we're doing ourselves a big favor. A big, big favor. Now, some people have called the Holy Spirit many names. Some people call the Holy Spirit intuition. Some people call the Holy Spirit, I don't know if it's the sixth sense now or something, right? But I don't care what name you give to the Holy Spirit. But there is a witness in everybody. There is a witness that is rooted in Christ that we must all pay attention to if we want to do life right. Because fear gets us nowhere. Fear gets us nowhere. I don't want to go deep into fear today because I think we all know what fear is. We all know what it is. We all know what it does to us. I don't want to give it much attention today. Right? I just want to tell you how it operates. How it comes by. So that we know how to deal with it. Because fear will literally kill you. Fear will literally mess you up. Fear will drag you on the concrete. Fear will tear your shirt. Right? So, yeah. Fear is something we must override. Very, very important. We can't go through life without overriding fear. We can't. Second Timothy 1 Timothy 1.7 
reading from the King James Version, New King James, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Now, these, 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 these are the things that the Holy Spirit actually helps us with. The Holy Spirit comes with power. There's a way of God, right? The life-given spirit. Holy Spirit helps us to cultivate love, the perfect character of Christ. Holy Spirit comes with a sound mind because it's a great bank of knowledge, of wisdom, and understanding. So the spirit that we've been given is not a spirit that leads us to fear. It's not a spirit that makes us helpless or makes us feel helpless. It's not a spirit that makes us feel less than. It's not a spirit that makes us feel like we can't do it or we're not good enough for life. It's not a spirit that brings you know, inadequacies up to our faces. No. The spirit of power, of love, the character of Christ, and of a sound mind. So the, the life that we've been called to live is a life that is dependent on the Holy Spirit. That is how we override fear. That is how we override fear. Don't forget I said fear and faith are rooted in the same thing. The way I picture it, I see a machine. The machine runs however you code it to run. But then there is a great, there's a great individual, there's a great spirit that can override this manual, that can override this machine. And that's the Holy Spirit. So you have to pay attention to the Holy Spirit. That's what I'm here to say today, man. You have to pay attention to the Holy Spirit. And if you're like me, you've been in the trenches of depression for so long. You have to come out, man. You have to come out. So let me tell you something. I'm not against you going for therapy because therapy is important. It's great to talk to people, but those people too need to talk to people. So imagine the ripple effect. The therapist needs a therapist. I'm very good when it comes to therapists. I'm a good listener. I listen to people who have problems. I prefer solutions, but I have my own problems too. I talk to other people who prefer me solutions. So it's a ripple effect. So at the top, who do we talk to? Who do we talk to? Who do we go to? How do we solve life? It's by the Holy Spirit. And if you're listening to this right now, you're like, how do I do this? I don't know if I have the Holy Spirit. I just want to tell you, you can say a simple prayer. God honors a simple prayer of faith. You can just say with me, God, I don't know how to do this. And I'm just here as humble as I am. Asking for strength, asking for power. And I know sometimes it gets really tough. Sometimes I'm proud. I want to handle life by myself. Sometimes I feel like I can take on the world. But I'm here humble at your feet. And I'm asking that you teach me. I'm asking that you hold my hand. I'm asking that you open my eyes. I'm asking that you open my ears. That I begin to hear you. I begin to see you. I begin to feel you. Say, Father, open my heart. Make it a heart of flesh. Take away every stone figure in my heart. 
take away every rigidity in my heart. Give life to my heart. Help me to see the light. Bring me into your warm embrace. Teach me the ways of eternal life. And equip me for this life journey. Give me strength where I need it. I also wanted to pray for friends of faith. Not friends that speak fear to your mind. Friends of faith. Friends that encourage. Friends that inspire. Friends that help you to actually walk well or run well or even fly well in this journey of life. Say, Holy Spirit, I believe that you exist. I believe you are the Spirit of the Most High God. I believe you are God. And I'm asking that you come help me. I'm asking that you take residence in my heart, in my life, in my being, and help me live life accordingly. Amen. I believe when you say that prayer in all honesty, the Holy Spirit will come through like a clear mind, like a rushing wind, like understanding like confidence the Holy Spirit will come through like rest like power and help you override fear if you've been blessed by this episode titled fear override you can send a feedback at verse board on Instagram or Twitter or even Facebook right reach out I'd like to hear from you it's been a great time pouring out my mind. I am going through this, <laughs> fighting my my inner battles also. Sometimes it gets tough. But like I said, I just had to be reminded about this. Because life has been, you know, life has been life. Life has been doing what it does best. <laughs> Kicking people's butt. But anyways, God is good and we have the spirit of life in us. So, yeah, thank you for listening. I'll be back with another episode, hopefully soon. Um, But until then, stay safe, stay motivated, stay in the Word of God. Study, meditate, pray, be grateful, love, live. Next time, until next time, hala.